Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of the best leaders in our game, an incredibly talented human, and someone who I'm very grateful to know. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm very pumped to get right into it. Mira Shane is this episode's guest, and I am so excited for you all to have a listen in to what makes this record-breaking goalkeeper a jack-of-all-trades. Mira is Michigan's winningest goalie, a co-chair of the Player Executive Committee, as well as a player for Athletes Unlimited Professional Lacrosse, a musician, a creative, and someone whose work around diversity, equity, and inclusion shines a light around how passionate of a human she is. Throughout this episode, we talk a lot about Mira's journey to where she stands in her life today, the art behind wearing multiple hats when it comes to work and passions, and we get so deep you may even hear a few tears. As always, I'm grateful for Mira's empathy in reversing some of the questions I asked her right back to me, and I'm so proud to get to call her a teammate and friend. Let's get into it with DJ Mira. All right, friends, welcome back to the Dream On Pod. Kylie Omiller here. Today we have an awesome, exciting guest that I'm very happy to have tracked down in her busy life. Um, and that is Mira Shane. Um, she is Michigan Lacrosse's career saves leader and all-time winningest goalie. She's oh, an athletes unlimited professional lacrosse player. She is in the Player Executive Committee for Athletes Unlimited. She works in the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department for a tech company in New York City. Um, she's also known as DJ Miracle. And she also um, runs her own instructing company with Miracle Goalkeeping. So Mira, welcome to the Dream On Pod. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Hell yeah, Kai. I'm so happy to be here. And I got dreams and I'm trying to dream on. So it's always, it's going to be a good time. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. We're going to end your day with a, a lot of energy here. So um, we always like to start off to a good start. So we like to try to get into the headspace and the mindset of our guests right now while we're recording. So for reference for our listeners, it's Tuesday, November 8th at 6.15 p.m. Um, so what is something that you are thankful for today, Mira? Wow, fantastic moment of gratitude. So in this very moment, I have to say that I'm super thankful for my family and my shoddy Ruthie DeWitt. Um, they've been giving me like some really good loving and good, good advice in the new career switch that I did five weeks ago. Um, so I'm thankful for just like all the people around me in my life who have been very supportive recently and, um, have been lifting me up when my energy has felt depleted. Cause we all have those moments of feeling like we're at a low. And so I'm really thankful for those people that are also refilling my cup, you know, like you can refill others, other people's cup, but then when it's your time, when you're running low, so thankful for all the folks that are really like lifting me. What about you, Kai? Oh, wow. Flipping it around to me. Um, you know what? I'm actually thankful for a lot of the people in my life who, you know, it's funny because 
you know your inner circle like you're talking about they're there a lot for you and they're there almost all the time for you right like almost on a weekly daily basis you're having conversations with them I'm thankful for the people like yourself and like a bunch of other people that actually reached out today who you know we're just kind of checking in and like mm-hmm. saying hey I haven't talked to you in a couple months and how's the rehab going or um, just people that you don't think are thinking about you um, I'm grateful for those moments where, you know, you know, you do that, like you said, you do that for certain people in certain moments, but it's nice to, to feel it reciprocated as well. So I think it's just grateful for relationships today. Totally. Dude. I love that. Okay. What's something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today? My team has been working on a really crazy, um, like diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging DEIB report. Um, that's like gonna transparently show what what the makeup is of of the tech company that I work at, and also like really giving space to tell the story of like what how how much and what identities make up this company and and where we're gonna go in the future. And I feel like I'm I'm really proud. I'm like a newbie at work, right? Like I could be a little shy, a little bit like, oh, introverted, but that's never the Miracheen style or flavor. And I was like, let me like bring some emotional, um, just like voice to this report that we're building. And so I'm feeling very proud today that like I added my thoughts as, as the rookie on the team um, and definitely like gave a little bit of heart and soul to something that can be like very intense to read and very like more corporate um, cause I'm not corporate is, you know, this guy, but for the, for the listeners out there, I ain't corporate. I always bring it. Um, and I, I love it that way. And my new gig is not, is not corporate in any way, but, um, yeah, bringing my own mirror shame flavor to my team felt, felt like a big win today. I love that. I think that's really important for listeners too. Um, all right, last but not least what's something that you are pumped to go out and chase could be tomorrow could be within the next coming months within the rest of you know, the next 10 years, what's something you're pumped to chase? So the New York City Marathon was this past Sunday and my my running buddy um, who I've ran the past two half marathons that I've completed. And for context, as Kylie said, I, I was goalkeeper. So I'm not, I used to not be that into cardio. And now I'm like, catch me on the freaking assault bike, catch me on the treadmill, catch me, catch me out here, just running in the streets. Um, That's me. And so I'm I'm really excited to honestly chase chase my dreams um, as a creative and also as somebody that loves to work out. Like I really wanted to run it with her this past year and it was hard for me to kind of come to terms with, I've been having a couple different issues after AU, small little things, but just uh, I'm really excited to like keep chasing my dreams in, ter- in terms of this cardio adventure that I'm on. Um, and also like my dreams as a, a creative and all the like additional work that I do I'm cranking out some poetry like I've been sitting on this Instagram post for like months that's just uh I so cannot funny. see that I um, can't see it and it's like not even a big it's just like it's weird you build it you build things up and then social media puts this added pressure on you but I'm super excited to keep um just chasing for more love acceptance dreams that I have in my life and maybe you'll maybe you'll see me in the streets of the New York City Marathon 2023 but knock on that wood, everybody listening. Ooh, you know what's really cool is we had Alex Ost in 2020 on the Dream On Pod who said for the first time out loud on the Dream On Pod that she was going to go after Sports Illustrated Swim. So Whoa. I think you're doing the exact same thing for your marathon dreams right now. 
speak okay, it into existence. <laughs> let's go. And following in the AAH uh, footsteps, I'm down for that energy. So here we go. Absolutely. Um, Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. All right, so you mentioned a little bit. We said that you are a goalkeeper. We talked a little bit about AU and just kind of mentioned that quickly. We're going to get into all of that. Um, but how did you find lacrosse? You grew up in Princeton, New Jersey. What were some of your fondest memories, you know, of your childhood growing up and, um, you know, getting into sports when you first, you know, found sports and found lacrosse? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to run it back to like circa, let's see, it would, it would have been like 2007 because Obama, Obama became president in 08 and I was in sixth grade. It was a monumental moment. And so that's like my marker for the early days. So I had to be like 07, 06, um, like you said, I grew up in Princeton, great lacrosse program at the university. I live like five minutes from campus. And so I grew up with like a lot of people playing lacrosse, but my parents, my mom, like she doesn't really like sports. Like, oh, girl is like, yo, like I watch lacrosse because my lovely only child plays lacrosse, but she is not watching. She is not watching. Then you got Max Shane on the other side of the spectrum, who is an amazing human, my father, um, sport enthusiast um grew up on the south side of chicago like loves all chicago sports we got cubbies we got the blackhawks we got the freaking bears the bulls which is a tattoo on his arm like this man lives and breathes sports so um but you think about chicago and the south side predominantly black community and lacrosse those two things really don't go together so when i first picked up the stick man i was like i don't I don't know how to play this, but if you want to play this, like I will get a ball in my hand and have a catch with you. And so I really owe like so much to my dad of getting reps, like even in my early days of being a defender and a field player, which that did happen for a hot little time, but I I hated the skirt. So we had to move on. Um, It was my dad, like having a catch with me. And also I had um, a camp counselor at just like a local rep camp. And she was playing lacrosse at our like PHS, our local public high school. And um, she would just like have a catch with me. It was super casual. Um, And I ended up getting a stick like related to the university. And I was kind of like, I'm I'm digging this. So joined my middle school team. I was the only public school kid that like, there were two clubs in Princeton. And I was the only public school kid that ended up playing for like, what seemed like the more like private school affiliated club. Um, which honestly really gave me like a lot of confidence in a, in a sense, just because the coach on that team was like, all right, like rotating through people who wants to try goalie today. Like who wants to give it a go? And like my friend Carly tried the first week and then I did it the second week and week three, Carly was like, Mira can take over, like no words. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do it again. And, uh, it's really funny because she always says that she's the reason why I am <laughs> pro goalkeeper today. Um, but yeah, that's like a little bit of the roots of Mira Shane and lacrosse. And I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I like caught the bug. Cause I honestly like was, I was a basketball player my whole life. Like I wanted to get recruited and play basketball. 
-hmm. And then I ended up getting dunked on um, when I stopped growing at five, five. So. (laughs) Oh man. Well, you got two inches on me. So um, there you go. But um, that's, that's awesome. I love that story. I love that, you know, your friend Carly has a big monumental moment in your career. Um, I feel like everyone has so many different stories like that, that like is an old childhood friend that's now like, wow, look at you now. Remember when we were eight, you know? Um, That's really, really, really cool that you were able to hop in the cage and just, um, I guess my question that comes from that is when you got into the crease and you got into the cage, obviously first time doing it, were you nervous? Were you just not afraid of the ball at all? Did it come naturally? And how did you kind of fall in love with that position? Yeah, I always think back. I feel like some people have these really dope pictures of themselves, like playing little lax laxer pictures. I just have all these like hilarious either soccer photos or like b-ball photos where it's just like and I wore bows for like uh and up until I was 18 years old. So like I have the bow in my hair and I just have like the basketball right here and I'm just like <laughs> um and I always wish that I had like a mini mirror goalie pick because I feel like it would she'd be mad cute. Like she was cute. Oh yeah. Um but I remember like to answer your question of being just like, oh, it's really cool to be, to have the feeling that I felt when I also, cause I was a musician. I know we talk about this all the time, but I love that feeling of being able to like get adrenaline from, from performance, but in a very like real way of performing where you're grabbing the audience's attention. And I think that any goalkeeper also does that. Like there's, I gravitated towards the position because of like the power that you can have within the crease and also the ability to just like back up your teammates. And I think a lot of times, like I'm such an emotional being and wear my heart on my sleeve of where I remember like the feeling as a little goalie being like, oh, I wish I didn't let that shot in or like, oh my God, like I got to make the save so that my team, like we can come out with the W. And like, I felt that all the way from, you know, I didn't really start playing goalie until maybe like seventh grade. Fifth grade was more of like stick in the hand. And I think I I feel that same feeling of when I'm playing pickup soccer last night and I'm in a soccer net and I've never played soccer goalie before and they score on me in the last 60 seconds. Oh no. I'm pissed, you know? But I'm also like, dang, I made some like pretty decent saves. And so it's that same like feeling inside of you of uh, feeling like you're really contributing to something and also contributing to the folks that are watching you. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love the connection you made between, um, you know, playing goalie and it being a performance um, Mm -hmm. and then your connection to music. So can you talk a little bit about where your love for music came from and what that's kind of turned into now for you? My love for music, it's just, it, it like erupts in me, honestly, Kai. I, and that's why, like I brought up the creative project thing of something that I'm dreaming on. Um, just because I've been really trying to figure out after now being a, a couple of years out, out of school, since I graduated in 2019, like I'm trying to figure out of how I can sing more besides in the shower and like how I can get my vocal cords moving more and how I can even beatbox a little bit more besides walking down the street. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I slightly forgot your question just because I got so emotional thinking about myself as a music- musician, but I think what you asked was like where I want to go with it, right? And uh, where, where did it come from and where do you want to go with it? Yeah. Um, I always sang like in elementary school, I had these crazy CDs of like, y'all know, like elementary school choir. It's like, 
whoa <laughs> that is not in tune but it's super cute it's like little mice singing and so I started singing like big big choirs in elementary school just in you know like it, it wasn't anything extracurricularly and then middle school kept it going with band as well so I started saxophone in third grade always played classical piano since kindergarten took private teacher completely outside of school Fast forward, middle school hits. My The band program in my district is like really intense. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Whiplash, but um, yeah. I've still never seen it. But the director and the writer um, of that movie was in my high school jazz band. He was a wow. drummer. And so the movie is like based off of the intensities of this band. And I've heard from multiple people that there's like intensities and like a little bit of like physical altercations there's none of that but that sort of intensity and the drive that you have though to be really really great it definitely was in the studio band that I was in in high school and so I just kept it going dude like all the way from middle school to like singing in bigger choirs that would sing like classical music um and then like started getting into jazz in middle school and still taking piano classical lessons all the way through like doing big band jazz competitions and like touring in high school. Like I'm so blessed to say, like I went on these insane music tours. Like with my choir, we went to Estonia and Latvia. I wouldn't even know where those countries are in, unless I like went to go sing in them, which I did. And like, I went to Vienna and Budapest for a band and Hawaii one year, like all these blessings that came from music. Um, and I think it came from just like trying to express myself and then it turning into like something vocal or something like physically with my sacks that I could like get out. Mm -hmm. um, and then like you're saying, I just loved that feeling of of the spotlight, but also like in big band jazz, I rocked like a second harmony part. Like when you're beatboxing, you're in the spotlight, but you're also like keeping the rhythm and keeping people driving. Like you're complimenting the soloist so that she, he, they can be amplified and and have their voice like absolutely soar. So I think I liked just kind of being that backbone in a way. And that thought just came to me, but similar to lacrosse, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Again, like the connection really just shows, especially as um, this is one of my favorite parts about the Dream On podcast. I get to learn so much about my friends that are already my friends. Um, and it's <laughs> so cool to see that connection because now that you say it, you know, it makes so much sense towards the way that I know that you play out there on yeah, the lacrosse, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and I know that you carry yourself out there on the lacrosse field and how much passion you play with. Um, you could tell you have the same passion for music just because it's it's in you, you know? Um, Appreciate so you. Yeah, of course. Um, when we think about like your whole journey, we were talking about a little bit of lacrosse and a little bit of music and you're coming through high school. Mm. Where does the decision to try to play lacrosse in college and end up at Michigan come in your journey? It's a whirlwind journey and decision, to be honest with you, because like I said, you know, I had these dreams of, of b-ball really like driving me to school. And also um, academically, I was like, I, I want to go somewhere. I'm not sure if I can curse on this, but I want to go somewhere bad, bad A's, bad A's. Like, bad booty, like amazing university. Um, I want to go push myself. Like I felt that in high school as well of like academically, I want to keep that going. And I, I have to say, like, I think growing up in an Ivy town was brought intensities. Um, like I said, I went to public school, but I think a lot of, a lot of kids at my high school put a lot of pressure onto themselves. Like 
I think 24 people in my graduating class went to Princeton, like, and rightfully so, because they were just beasts mm -hmm. and are doing wonderful things in this world. Um, and so I think I put a lot of pressure on myself even early on in high school to like build up my extracurriculars like we're talking about. But I also was like, I want to take APs. Like I want to, and, and a lot of that, like it was more just effort for me and energy and not always like, I wasn't always the person that like studied necessarily the most or practiced the most, but I was like, okay, but when I'm in the moment, I really want to give it my all. Mm -hmm. And so when I stopped growing and again, was like, thought I was a post player in basketball, but was getting served. I was like, okay, let's make, let's kind of make this move. And I had a coach that this is actually a really crazy story. Kai. I feel like you'll, um, I don't know if you'll resonate with this. Cause I always think, I just think of you as such a, you are a beast. And so I don't know if this would have happened to me, but I'm at, I'm like trying out right for the freshman like my freshman big big tryout and it's like tons of girls it's different than the basketball tryout like I knew everybody on the basketball side of things I played AU travel like my dad had coached my teams like I knew um the high school coach and with lacrosse I was kind of like still new um and we're in this tryout I'm wheezing because I exercise induced asthma. Again, y'all, like I was not fit at all. I'm like, oh my God, these chicks are running so much. I thought I was playing goalie, just like able to stand there. And like day three of the tryout, they finished the tryout and the head coach calls me over. I'm, I'm like the only freshman. She's like, Mira Shane, like, could you come here? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I'm trying to pick my head up. I'm like, I'm the only freshman that like didn't even make the freshman team. I'm that bad. And she was like, hey, Mira, like, how's it going? And I was like, it's it's going great, coach. Like, how are you? But still being like preparing myself and putting up that wall a little bit, like protect your heart. Mm -hmm. She was like, so we were wondering like if you'd want to be our only freshman on the varsity team as a goalie. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I kid you not. Yeah, dude. Like, I was like, you said what? Like, yeah. and I, I, um, I think I also like, I try to carry that with me too, because I think it's so special to be humble about your skills, but also just like reserved, like you can have confidence, but you can also recognize when like, I wasn't good back then. I just gave it my all. And like, she could see that I was just like trying to fine tune my skills. And then we did things, you know, like I got a, I got a private coach. Like I did all these things to get better, but I think in a way, um, not necessarily like anticipating success really set me up. And that kind of like really set things off. And I had a coach then that was like, have you ever thought of playing lacrosse in college? And I was like, no. And then um, I was like, all right, maybe I could go for this. And I started running my entire recruitment process. Cause like I said, my mom didn't know sports. She was like, academically, I can help you of where I'd like for you to go and you know, where we can get support um, financially and where it will fit our family best. And my dad was like, let's go. Like, I've got you, I will drive you. But like, again, you need to own this of like sending emails, like all that stuff I did on my own. And I'm very like happy to say that just because I know that, and thankfully so, like a lot of people now have a lot more support when recruiting, when we were getting recruited, God, like, it was nuts. People were already committed, like eighth grade. Yeah. yeah like my friend Finn Newland, who like just graduated from SCI. I remember when she committed in eight, yeah, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm like three years older than her. And I was like, all right, I hope my time comes. <laughs> And yeah, sorry. So long story short, I um ended up like getting 
like getting a couple official visits um, or like unofficial visits and like nothing was really clicking. I went to a couple Ivies and was like, oh my God, like I want the Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like I had great corn pudding at Yale and was like, oh my God, like, and, and went to this Roman archaeology class and was like, oh, like I just learned about this in AP World. Like it was nuts. And then, um, you know, like always wanted to go to Princeton so badly and was very tight. Like Chris Saylor is like a mentor of mine, obviously growing up around her and um, ended up going to Michigan um, because my dad always wanted to go to Michigan and like spent many years in Ann Arbor. And I just like felt this connection and Jenny Ulala, the coach at the time, just amazing way about her and was just like, I think you could do music as well. Cause every school I went to, I was like, I need to have music too. Like I want to be able to do one extracurricular. I'm dropping like 70. So I'd like to keep one. <laughs> and uh, she was like, I think we can make it happen. Like lacrosse is going to be a priority as well as academics. But if you want to do an audition, like let's go. And that really clicked. That's awesome. I think that like priority, that priority for you, like was obviously something that you wanted to make sure was going to be a part of your college career so that it could be a part of your future. I think that's a really great piece too, for, especially for listeners out there who are about to get ready for the recruiting process or aren't sure what kind of questions to ask. Right. Like that's a big question to ask. I want to keep this in my life. Is that something that we can manage? Um, yeah, I love that. I think that's really, really special. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Can I add something in there too? Please. I feel like I have like a lot of, especially when I was like coaching collegiately, I always wished that, um, like recruits looking would ask deeper questions too, like push, push a little bit, like coaches deserve to give you answers, like beyond, you know, what's it like to go to school here or, um, you know, how much time is dedicated to practice. Those are the very standard questions that of course need answers. But, you know, if you're, if you're a student of color and you want to know about what they're doing in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion on the team, or if there's a, uh, a BSU, a black student union on campus, ask that. And like, if the coach doesn't have the answer, find it. And maybe it's a sign if they don't have an answer, maybe that is also a sign, like ask questions that are going to help you in your process. Um, and I can't emphasize that enough. Cause I'm so happy that I asked that one question that has been very life-changing. Right. Uh, beautifully said, I can't add anything to that. Cause I think it's, it's, it's not even for just recruitment and college too, right? It's just like life, right? Yeah. Like you, you can't find out answers unless you ask. And um, that's definitely something that I know personally, I'm, I'm trying to be better at just in life. So um, really, really great advice there. Hey guys, Kylie here, a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at, at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. What was, so when you get to Michigan and you're a freshman all the way through senior year, 2019, you graduate, those couple of years, you are playing for Michigan. One of my favorite questions to ask, because now that we're all friends um, now, but we were all opponents back in college. Yeah. 
<laughs> Talk about getting dunked on. <laughs> Didn't know it was going to happen again. And then <laughs> comes up north and just what, what? <laughs> it was fun. Come on. <laughs> it was super fun, dude. I mean, I was just like, well, I've never seen anybody play lacrosse like this. I mean, oh, the way that you play is just nuts. But anyway, ask a question. Ask a question. Thank you. Thank you. I was wondering more so about the the huddles or like in the mm. locker room or on the bus rides. Like, I think it's so cool to ask these questions now when, you know, back in college, all we cared about was our huddle, right? Or all we cared about was what was happening inside our locker room and our culture. So I love to ask the question of like, what are some of those things, those traditions, those moments, or, um, you know, things that you think are unique and special to Michigan that you'll never forget? Okay. So yeah, right off, like the top of my head, this is across sports at Michigan, which makes it so special to me because every single team does it at Michigan and and they put it on social after too, which is like really, really cool. But, and I think, you know, I, I think every team has done it for like hundreds of years. Cause some of not the lacrosse team, we're, we're celebrating our, our 10th year as a varsity program for Michigan women's lacrosse. But like you think of hockey at Michigan, you think of, um, softball like those are football those programs have been around for for a long time but like after every Michigan win um it's supposed to be like basically the the thing right after the win right after you get back in the locker room you sing the fight song which every student knows but like really really quick and really fast and it's sick and I had the the privilege to lead it um somebody passed it down to me on my team which was like so emotional they passed it down um I think I started did I start doing the fight song sophomore year I think I started I think I did it for two years so junior and senior year could be wrong on that but like it's sick I won't do it right now but it's it's like really fast it's like what do you know what you do hey do that hey and it's like really fast and I'll never forget like the energy and being in the, in the center like one of my favorite photos of all time is literally like me in the center of the huddle like this um with our coach Hannah Nielsen who's like now just like one of my really good friends and everybody's we're all going nuts because it was just after this big win so that's something I think of for sure the fight song and it's cool that across all sports that's a thing and every sport has like a little bit of a riff on it you know like the hockey team they those boys like they rip through it um we go like a little bit slower but it's really cool that's awesome yeah I think that's like probably just one of like the biggest moments that come to mind it's either that or like the rivalry between Ohio State and uh like the that was just always dogfight game um and feeling that and playing in the shoe or playing them in the big house my first two years was pretty wild was yeah just super wild feeling based off of the massive sports rivalry you know like historic totally that's awesome yeah the adrenaline that comes from those moments that's what I always love asking that question because you know there's certain things that you think back to and you're like you were right yeah. back there in that huddle right there for a second um <laughs> Dude, what 20 I, I gotta like flip the sw- switch again what's a little like sea wolf action we got going on um you know we actually after any win, um, we would play Ain't No Mountain High Enough oh, on the speaker as uh, Joe Spelina would walk into the locker room. So, you know, we'd have our we're, we'd have our own little like team celebration, but it was like the second that he knocked on the locker room door, he was ready to come in and like talk to us after the game. Mm. We would start blasting the song and then the whole team would kind of get together and um, all that good stuff. But 
yeah, just it's one of those things, right? Like whenever you hear the song now, you're just like immediately put back into one of those mm-hmm. moments and it's just, yeah. just real special. Um, but yeah, thanks for asking. I, I appreciate you flipping the switch. I knew you were going to do this to me too. I yeah. Think. Have me back on the dream, dream on pod, uh, to just interview you. <laughs> you know, what's amazing. I literally just had your friend Kaylee waters on and she said the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you could have, I don't know if you'd want both of us because we're, we're so crazy for that, especially with this goalie biz, like that we're trying to do together. Like, I think these goalies that have come to our like double whammy clinics have been like, oh my God, because we'd probably just be like, so God, so this, so this, but I honestly, I'll talk to Kales about it and we'll be hitting you up. Please do. Um, we can just do a special celebrity guest, um, dual interview <laughs> there. I love that. Um, Okay. So one thing that I noticed as well as, um, you know, we were opponents in college and now that I've been lucky to be able to be your teammate, be on the other side of it with AU, um, is I recognize this in college about you. I recognize that you were a leader on that team. Um, and just by knowing you from the outside, like, and seeing you from the outside, I could tell that you were a leader on that team. And that goes to show something about your energy and how much passion you could visibly see you were putting into your teammates and the game and winning the games um but I want to know from you like what do you think one of your best attributes as a leader is oh wow well first of all thank you I'm blushing and we'll probably have to release a couple tears after I get off the pod but um it's very very sweet of you to say and I totally am soaking soaking those feelings up for sure because it it was like, a, it was a lot of work. Like you said, I feel like you're the same way you, you lead in so many ways of now your adult life too, that stick with you. And you know, that it can come from sports and all the other things, but you have to cultivate it. Like, it's not something that I do believe that like you can be born into leadership, but it's also that we're constantly like tilling that soil and making sure that we're creating and putting ourselves into good environments where we can really thrive. Mm-hmm. So was your question, Kai, how I've been able to create that? I keep, keep my going question. No, it's okay. My question is, what do you think is your best attribute as a leader? What yeah. is, what makes you a great leader? Yeah. I think I have to say empathy. Like I, like I said earlier in this, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm an emotional shoddy. Uh, if you want to translate it that way. And I think that being sometimes we view too much empathy in leadership as like a sign of weakness or a sign of like, oh my God, they think like, it's not, you can't think like in terms of the data or holistically, like they're not, they're unable to zoom out and like actually lead a business or themselves with strategy or a team. But I really think that empathy is like an incredible attribute um that I'm proud of mine like because I, I always talk about leading with love and I think empathy is special because you're able to feel somebody's feel somebody else's energy and you can be a mirror for them and like reflect things back to them and I think sometimes in in some of the, my own mentors and leaders in my life that I think of of like why do I love their type of leadership it's because like they listen to me actively wholeheartedly and they're there for me and they see me for who I am and they see me emotionally. And so I love to try to create that with other folks. Um, and I think it really, it comes from my parents. Like they're both healers in their own way. My mom is a therapist. My dad is a massage therapist. And they both have this incredible way of talking to people and listening and like leading them into 
hopefully a realm of where one, their body doesn't ache so much or they're not in pain or like their heart doesn't ache so much and they're able to like let go of traumas. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I think empathy is so great. And so I try to focus on that a lot. I'm still working at it. I wouldn't even say it's like my best attribute, but it's one right now that I'm holding really, really close to me. I would agree. Um, and I would say, I would say, you know, I could tell the passion without even knowing you and now having gotten to, to play alongside of you, I can most definitely say that empathy is one of your strongest attributes and I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to play alongside you and I hate having to play against you. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) now that we say that, um, now that we say that, what was your first reaction and what are your thoughts now when you think about the fact that you graduated from Michigan mm-hmm. as an incredible player and now you get to play professionally. I mean, dude, it's freaking nuts. Like, and I don't think I, I think I wanted it. Like I was like, Oh, I, I, I would want to play pro, but as we know, like the, what has existed with professional women's lacrosse has shifted over the last couple of years. And I think we're in, in a really special spot with athletes unlimited. And we're all super blessed to be able to play for a league of this caliber to be compensated in an equitable process that's super professional and formalized and um, is only going like up is amazing. And I think I, I'm just like, I'm continuing to be hype, especially just like being on the player executive committee, being a co-chair has been really awesome. Like I had an amazing co-chair the first two years, Amber McKenzie and um, my new co-chair just got announced tonight. It's it's Lindsay McCone. And so I don't even know if that's a public or slip, but I think like having yeah, somebody yeah. to be there with me to build it up, um, to take us new places is really great. And it goes, for me, AU is special because it goes beyond women's lacrosse. Like I love lacrosse so much, but I'm always going to think what's the broader business like success that we're seeing. And it's that we have right now, four sports that are freaking epic with lacrosse, hoops, softball, and volleyball. And it's only growing. And the relationships that I've been able to form with you, other folks on the lack side, and then outside of sports is really, really amazing. Um, And they just like, they just like care about us, dude. Like, you know that. And, you know, they care about racial equity. They care about intersectionality, like, um, and, and that you don't get in a lot of places. You just don't. And you have to work for it. And they work for it in a real way. So rock on, John and Jonathan. If you're if you're listening to this, as a special shout out to my boys. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything. I love it. And I can't wait to be back too. Yeah. Um, okay. So you talked a little bit about um, your um, position as a player executive committee co-chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also a player. So in terms of like, for you, that's your um, spectrum, right? For other people, a lot of people wear a bunch of different hats in their life, right? And you also have a corporate job too, right? So how do you think um, you are able to work through managing not only your time, but prioritizing and um, just being able to give your your energy the best that you can to all of the different hats that you wear? Yeah, yeah. A lot of juggling, uh, and I physically try to juggle to also wrap those goalie skills on the hand eye. I've always done it. I mean, even, you know, from this conversation, Kai, of what we've talked about juggling from like being at basketball practice or lacrosse practice, still being sweaty and going to late night band rehearsal from 630 to 930 every day. Like I've done it now for like a larger chunk of my life doing crazy time management. 
Um, and I also just care, like I still have this passion and drive to want to do all these things. And so I, I mean, it took a long time for us to figure out what, when I could get on the pod, I got to say, um, trying to sharpen up my calendar, but I have multiple calendars and, um, I'm in a great position too, with my previous company, um, at Verb and now with Just Works, where I have the autonomy to own my own schedule and to really say, I want to prioritize when I have my player executive committee. It's my weekly call. I have to be on it. Um, and I block my calendar off. Like I do mm-hmm. things to try to set up these boundaries. And I think also just like, I'm passionate about y'all and like really my friends and good players. And I want us to go places. So trying to dedicate a little bit of energy in each bucket is how I get through my days or weeks, months. Check back with <laughs> me in a week. <laughs> You're doing amazing. Um, pat yourself on the back, please. Give, give yourself that love. You are. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm circling back. I know we've been bouncing around a little bit on this interview, but you just, you do so much and I'm amazed by it. Um, and we kind of just touched on that, but um, where is DJ Miracle at now? Where is your, you know, music um, passion? Where, what are the dreams for that? What are you up to right now? And how are you mm-hmm. adding that into your life? Yeah, uh, DJ Miracle, like she's got to get on the turntables or else the next gig that she's spinning is going to be tough. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, I say that in a joking way, but I'm seriously like, I gotta, I gotta spin soon. I'm trying to have a new a housewarming in a couple of weeks with my awesome roomies. And we're like, I, I asked two people to spin with me and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta like dust the cobwebs off my little, well, I see I got it right here. You can practice right now it's if like, you'd like. It's, it's freaking like, it's in the forefront. I'm like, if it's visible, then you know that you're going to have to touch it. You know, don't put it under the bed, but um, yeah, I'm trying to try to spin a little bit more. I think my goal is to like, be able to, I used to like do some stuff on YouTube and just like put some stuff on my YouTube channel out. That was just me spinning in the park with nobody around. I'd love to like do more stuff like that. Um, I'm actually working on like a really cool poetry project that I'm, I'm excited about. Um, I don't usually share my poetry, only really shared it publicly once in my life back in my senior year spring semester and so I'm trying to like be able to find these new ways to use my voice and also inspire others and so working on a little project like that um and just like more music want to join like a choir or even just get some more TikToks out of like like a little bit more beatboxing um yeah so that's that's a little bit of a DJ miracle so incredibly talented I'm always impressed <laughs> by you Mira um okay something you also mentioned that I I did a little bit of research here because I can for tell what, yeah. for whatever reason I never got to watching the going pro episode on ESPN oh, for Athletes Unlimited and in preparation for our interview, um, I got to watch all four episodes finally. Like I just, you know, when like time runs away from you and you just never yeah. sit down and do it. Yeah. Um, and something you mentioned in that interview, um, for those of our listeners, it's on ESPN. Um, and it's kind of just like a little bit of an inside look into Mira's life at Athletes Unlimited and kind of some sit down interviews and everything and um, the process and what it means to go professional in women's lacrosse. Um, so something you said was this whole interview, all I want to do is ask you about yourself talking to the interviewer. Um, and that's just the kind of person I am. I feel like I'm taking up too much airtime, even though this is an episode about me. 
that part of me, <laughs> that part of me being a healer is trying to heal myself through doing that while trying to heal others. So I guess, can you talk a little bit about that piece of your identity and how that helps you operate as a teammate, a human, a friend, a family member, everything that you wear in, in all of your roles? Yo, how weird is that though, that you asked me that question like three minutes ago and a very similar response like came out and that was very top, top of the mind mm-hmm. or off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I'm, well, one, thanks for watching it, Kai, because I'm, <laughs> Um, I, I appreciate you taking the time. And I think all the uh, all the Growing Pro episodes are like so incredible because they're such different stories and and uh they really highlight just people out there going through their going through all the different waves of, of what it means to play and to like try to be a, a great pro and to make yourself proud. Mm. And yeah, I think like that time for me a year ago a little over a year ago it was super raw like I was just I was a rookie I also um you know I just had stuff going on I was like trying to figure out how to be a leader as a rookie in a league of people that are very established in the lacrosse community you, you got team USA peeps you got peeps that are just nasty and I kind of was like where do I fit in the mix of that And how do I not prove myself, but how do I just like keep on keeping on and keep my same energy? And I think a lot of that, like you said, was just trying to make really great friendships and learn about people and let them try to talk, even though y'all can tell I'm a talker. If you get me on, like I won't stop. But um, yeah, just trying to build like really great friendships. And so I think with that, I try to focus on that in a lot of my life. Um, I'm trying to even be better at that right now. Like that's one of my goals to reconnect with folks that I haven't been able to talk to in a while um, and not beat myself up for like not. Recently I've been feeling like, oh, am I giving enough time like to certain humans that have given so much to me? And I'm trying to give myself also like the forgiveness to be like, it's okay. Like you will reach out when you can and you and you do what you can as a friend um, and as a partner too to my girlfriend. And so, yeah, I think it's like all of those things are me processing and giving myself permission to like go to therapy and be better um, after all this time of even being a therapist daughter being like, oh no, I don't know if I, you know, and recommending it to my friends, <laughs> but never going myself. Like I do, I do recommend that we have to like, you know, feed ourselves some water on our off time to be better and to create space. Yeah. Well said. Well, well said. Will I cry on the dream on pod? (laughs) Might be the first one. Um, I definitely have teared up, but that's just, I'm, I'm very emotional as well. So I appreciate you getting deep with us here. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Yeah. Um, 
All right, one of my last question before we have a question from our KO17 fam who wrote in for you um, is a two-part question and it just has to do with inspiration. Um, so the first piece of it is from a mentor, maybe a coach or um, a parent, a special person in your life. What is one piece of advice that you've taken from them into your life? Uh, oh. So I've been thinking a lot about two people in my life. One in particular, um, she'll probably never hear this podcast. Um, I grew up, my basically my second mom was this, is this amazing woman named Sophia. She immigrated from Colombia um, way back and like fought very hard to get her family into the States, um, became a US citizen, owns an amazing chunk of land in Florida and like has goats and stuff and we like WhatsApp and she like sends me the cutest pictures and I've been thinking so much about her because I'm like oh my god this person like really helped my parents out um when I was just like a little baby and then like growing up she would come like once a week on Thursdays or something and we'd have dinner together and like just be able for me to be able to see her and I don't even know I'm not thinking of a particular moment of advice with her but she's just been in my thoughts. And so I feel like I have to like voice her on this. And I have these vivid memories of her just being very tender with me as a child and just loving me and speaking Spanish to me to the point of where like I could fully understand Spanish and speak it back to her. And I freaking lost it and it pisses me off, but that's a separate, separate little that's a separate side, side separate. note. But <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I've been thinking a lot about Fifi. Um, I want to go see her in Florida, like the next time I'm down there and I think what I'm pulling is how in how much of an effect you can have on somebody if you just like focus your time and energy on them in small moments of if they're a little human or like if they're an adult, if you like really show them love and affection, then you can affect them in these deep ways of like, and I'm crying, like of me... <laughs> as a 25 year old just like you know thinking about um just a woman who's given me so much of my life and I haven't gotten to see her in like multiple years but um you will yeah. you will we I'm just so glad that I could break the seal of tears on the, on the box. Uh, I mean that goes on what I told you I'd been having a crazy couple of weeks so I mean I needed yeah. this release no, absolutely. We're we're glad to be that for you. And um, I hope that you get to see Fifi soon. I would think we just un unlocked a new dream for you for the next yeah, for sure. couple of years. Um, I'm going to flip the question though. And I'd like to know if someone is following you on social media or someone you connect with at a lacrosse clinic somewhere or just in the world as you kind of cross paths, um, what is one piece of advice or inspiration that you hope those people take from you? I'm not going to cry again. <laughs> uh, no, no, I think, and this has really come, come into fruition, like since last February when Kales and I were doing a ton of like Miracle Waters goalkeeping-ish together. Uh, I think I've gotten to meet so many like young little laxers, young goalies, and I would love for those folks to just 
give yourself space to just be and soak up whatever you need um, to be successful. Like just, just be you and also like try to take moments of when you can slow down and, and think about like where you want to go in your life and ask people real, like we were talking about real questions, but also like, I don't know, this is a new thing I've noticed with little laxers. You'll be like, how are you doing? And they'll just be like, I'm good. How are you? And <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> I hope that's not like an awful no, thing. No, I, I literally, I'm laughing because <laughs> something I do, this is so freaky that you just brought that up. Cause I, I do this at every clinic, any, anytime I'm in front of young girls. Yeah. Um, I, I always say like, how you doing? And they all say good at the same time. And then I say, how much more fun would it be if you gave me a different version of good when I ask that, right? Like, give me like say a that, Kylie? Yeah, I say it and I ask them, I'm like, what's a different word for good, right? And then they all say, oh, fantastic, spicy, fabulous. Like, uh, and then their words just start flowing. Yeah. And, and it just becomes this like space where they can creatively come up with these new words and then it's fun. And then it's not just this, you know, robotic answer to the same question that they get times a day right um but I I had to share that because you just mentioned it and it's it's just so important right yeah yeah dude it's it's just like I think and that goes back it's like say real things express Mm -hmm. yourself and how you really feel because I'm sure I'm not saying you have to pull up to a clinic and be like I am bad like but if that's the way that you feel then like tell your coach and 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 maybe they can help you out you know but I think like really sharing what's what's in here. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's listening, I'm pointing at my heart right now. Um, like go beyond it, dig deep. Um, Cause I, I've, I used to, I don't know if I ever used to do that, but I feel like I've tried to lead my life in terms of just like actually saying, saying what it is. And it goes, it goes so far for you to connect and be vulnerable with other people. And then they'll probably say back, oh my God, you're spicy. So am I, because like, I just have this crazy burrito. And also like, I forgot to brush my teeth this morning or something crazy like that. And that's why they're spicy, you know? So maybe you allow space for somebody else to open it up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That, um, that was awesome. Okay. We have one question from our KO 17 fam for you. And, um, at Proctor Pack would like to know what is the hardest part of being a goalie? Dang human, that is that is quite a question. What's the name of the person that asked this? Uh, the Instagram handle is Proctor Prack. So, all right, here we go. Um, I think one of the hardest parts about being a goalkeeper is probably one when you're younger, learning that you don't need to get so upset when every one of the shots goes in because it's not just on you and it's a team sport. And I even, I'm still that way. I put so much pressure on myself to make those saves. But I think now the moment that I'm at in my pro career, I think the hardest thing is kind of understanding like where my, where my goalkeeping abilities are going to take me, like where, where are they going to go? Um, how many more years of pro do I have playing? Like, where do I want to build out my business? Where do I want to keep um, pushing, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and in lacrosse, like, do I go somewhere else to do clinics? So that for me right now is the hardest part um, about being a goalie. And then always, you know, 
getting a split save to go on my left leg. Those are tight. <laughs> Alumni okay. game was tough on the on the weak side. <laughs> thank you for your question, though. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the inside scoop on where to shoot when I get back on the field. Sick. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pull this up. Um, <laughs> you know, we're totally going to get back out on the field before the next AU season together now that you are a New Yorker. Um, yeah, I need it. I need it. <laughs> See. Okay, our last segment on the Dream On Pod is called Quick Finishes. Um, it's supposed to be like a rapid fire, but a lot of times our guests take a little bit of time to answer, which totally is cool. However you want to finish, we finish. Um, so we're going to get it right into it. Real quick, random questions. You ready? Okay. okay. Pizza or tacos? Pizza if it's pepperoni, ground beef, pollo asada if it's tacos. Can't pick. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening, Mira looks so stressed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also so hungry. So I think my brain was just like, Wah. what do I want? Um, okay. What's your favorite number and why? 33, worn it for, <laughs> worn in college, wear it pro- professionally now. Um, wore three in high, high school locks and also in basketball. And it just like stuck with me. I think she's an amazing number. Um, mm-hmm. I also used to love four as well, but it was just because it was my birthday. So I've really now has an, have an attachment to 33. Love that. <laughs> City life or island life? Jeez, this is awful. Can't rapid fire. I can't, I can't finish. I can't do a quick thing. <laughs> Let me get a little BTB action on this. Um, I love to relax. I love to be disconnected. Island life, like I've been, I, just, I went to Greece earlier, uh, like a couple months ago and it was amazing. And it's, this has been like, I keep going back. So I love islands, like give me that. But obviously I, I live in Brooklyn. So let's go like New York city all the way, but like, I don't need to be in the thick of Manhattan next. Fair enough. Okay. I like that you, um, kind of like worked that, worked that out there. Um, all right. What is one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? So I, I really want to see Tame Impala. I'm obsessed. They're they're an Aussie group. Uh, really crazy, just all around musicianship up in that. Might go to try to go to Argentina. There's a Lollapalooza in Argentina. That's like Rosalia, Tame Impala, Drake, um, freaking Billie Eilish. I'm not even a Blink 182 fan, but like they're gonna be there. And like those, all those would be sick to see. But yeah, Tame Impala. For sure. I think, <laughs> I think what you could do when you get down there, you could totally do some some goalie clinics while you're down there. That would be sweet. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, okay. What is a podcast that you've listened to that you recommend? Okay. So right now I love Hidden Brain. I think that there's really, really cool podcasting episodes on you got like giving and receiving feedback. Um, you have really cool stuff. Just look up Hidden Brain in general. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, how I Built This is also beautiful if you're like into entrepreneurship. But those are those are my top two right now. Awesome. Thank you. I haven't listened to either, so I'm going to check them out. Mm-hmm. Who is an athlete that you like to follow for inspiration? Off the top of my head, Serena. Like I love the post. And I didn't even, weirdest part is, didn't even follow her until I went to the US Open. And really? got to see Venus and Serena play in the doubles match. Snuck in to see Serena. 
for the first like official and I don't I don't break the rules like that listeners like I'm very like I need to follow and like I snuck in with my cousin it was crazy I felt so rogue and like badass um but I I would probably say like I've been really into uh Kylo Miller's Instagram oh, <laughs> oh um god no but there's somebody that I like Oh my god, my brain's like going blank, but I'm like, who do I really? Oh, freaking um, I mean Megan Rapino, like because she brings the queer energy that I need in my life, like, and the activism. I love that she's got the intersect of both, and our softball AU athletes do like that all the time. Like my girl Jazzy Jackson, um, she has an incredible, incredible Instagram presence. So I also stalk her often. But she's a hobby. Love that. All right, last three. What's your, um, in your opinion, best candy or dessert or sweet tooth treat? Reese's, if we're going candy, chocolate cake, dessert, hands down. Ooh, I like it's cake. easy. Yeah. Okay. That was that was your most rapid rapid fire. Um, <laughs> favorite place that you've traveled to? Greece is sick. Spetses. There's a little smaller island. Um, my my grandma pulled a full full mama mia so we have a, a house there it's a little just like beautiful sliver of earth um but i love going to greece i think it's like an amazing country with with beautiful people and the water is healing like you can just float in the sea and salt wow all right last but not least mira shane one thing on your bucket list i don't have a bucket list so what happens i make something up <laughs> what is one thing <laughs> I mean, I have these, like, like a, I have a dream list. Like, okay. I have, what's that, what's one thing on your dream list? It's invisible, but like, it's it's in here. Uh, I think, I think I would really, eventually. I don't know if this would ever happen, but maybe it could, because this is the freaking dream pod. But mm-hmm. I would love to like have a cafe with my pops. He's always wanted a cafe. My dad, um, he he knows coffee like the back of his hand. He knows hospitality, and I think us like having a cafe together would be so special and to do it with my dad who's my best friend same with my mom would just be like super incredible and being able to serve people like this environment of a little bit of poetry a little bit of hot coffee in your hand cappuccino like what a what a dream that would be wow I like that I think you just um changed the term bucket list to dream list for me for the rest of my life so um, you not only just put out your dreams of running a marathon next year and starting up a cafe with your dad you also changed the uh very popular well-known term of bucket list to dreamless (laughs) here we go we did a lot today on the dream on pod and i am so grateful i can't i can't say it enough i i want to let you get to some dinner and relaxing because you are so well deserved of that but thank you so much for taking the time thank you for opening up your heart like you always do um, thank you for letting me be a teammate of yours. I'm very grateful to be on the teammate side of things um, <laughs> now in our life. And I'm just grateful to have you as a friend. So thank you for all that you do in the lacrosse world and outside of it as well. Oh, dude, big blush over here, Kai. And yeah, rock on, dude. Thanks for having me on. It was such a pleasure. I love being your teammate. And also like, yes, I'm an emotional shoddy, but it takes uh, another a fellow healer and somebody that sees me to give me the space to be able to do that. So I just appreciate your energy tonight and dream on, man. Oh, dream on. I love it. 
All right. Thank you, listeners. We will see you guys next time. Peace, y'all.